This is a call from an inmate at the Indiana State Prison. My name is Phil Chalmers, and I'm a serial killer profiler. How many murders are you responsible for? 36. 47 and 52. I found your sister's killer. I want to see him face to face. Listen to Where the Bodies Are Buried, a true crime podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Uh, we are with the band Oz, Brody Jenner and the boys here. We got Adam, Savi, Brody, Lauren. How are you guys doing today? Great. What's up? Awesome. You, guys, uh, you guys came all the way from Malibu, Glendale, and somewhere <laughs> I don't know. Where else did you come from? I live here in West Hollywood. West Hollywood, cool. I almost, for some reason, I assumed you all lived in Malibu, but that's not the case. Well, we are there pretty much every day, so come cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and I did, uh, sorry, incorrectly, I pronounced the name of the band wrong. I, I did say A-H-Z on my Instagram, but it is actually Oz. Yes. Yes, right. sir. So let's talk about how did that, for some reason, I also thought you guys were Australian because, uh, not you, but I know that, you know, Oz, <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought there might be like uh, an Australian connection. But actually, how did you guys come up with the name of the band? That's a Savvy question. Take that one, Savvy. Run let's with it. Run with that. it. Uh, I initially just wanted to do something that uh, kind of felt like its own world. And was trying to think of what was like really secretive, and I thought of the Wizard of Oz, and just kind of built basically the idea off of that initial concept. So no connection to Australia. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, and, Unless uh, you're in Australia listening, then we totally named it for you guys. Exactly. Keep going. And and you guys have been friends for years. I knew, um you were telling me, Adam, you guys have been friends for a long time, right? You and Brody. Yeah, myself and Brody have been friends going on 25 years now. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you so meet cute. just like, uh, did you go to school together in Malibu? How did you guys meet? We did. It caused a lot of trouble, went to school. I want to know about the trouble, so I think oh. we need to get into You want to know about nitrous tanks up in the hills and off-roading? <laughs> some 16-year-old <laughs> high school parties, man? Big parties. <laughs> no, we, uh, we had, um, you know, just mutual friends at school, and then we started hanging out together, and uh, I actually... Gave Brody drum lessons when he was like 14 years old. This is true. Awesome. Yeah, and I watched Brody. See, Brody, I want to talk about Brody's genetics for a second. Because most people start off like skinny and good looking and then have to fight to keep it that way as they get older. And we should point out that Brody has (laughs) an armband right now. (laughs) Brody Benjamin buttoned that whole thing. Because Brody, when he was in in like middle school, he was kind of short and chubby. And then the second he hit puberty, he just hit Adonis status where he just got more gorgeous with every year. So it's just, you know, so I'm trying to keep Thank my you. stuff in and he just naturally evolves like fine wine. Brody, what's you, we should also point out you have like this arm band on right now. Is that a, like a bionic thing going it on? Is. It is. Yeah, I just had a, my second surgery wow, on my elbow. I, I shattered it about seven months ago. Wow. And then right, the doctor gave me the okay to get back in the water and live my life. And literally the first day back in the water, the board flipped up, smacked me in the exact same elbow and Jeez. tore my tricep off my elbow. So, uh. Had to get a surgery, and now I'm just on the recoup. It's uh, it's getting better. 
Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah, it is. Well, so, being from Alba, you probably know my other buddy who lives there, Anthony Kiedis. He's a big surfer. I do. Yeah, Anthony. I see him out there sometimes. He, is he a good surfer? I think he's probably um, fairly good. Right? He's, he, yeah, he is good. He's yeah. good. Yeah, he's good. Are you friends with that? Malibu has its own Laird Hamilton, Neil Strauss. It's got I his know, own. You know. yeah, yeah, well, Neil yeah. was just on the show. He's a good friend too. So oh, I love Neil. I'm not. Name, yeah. I'm actually not name dropping. These are actually people I know. So, but um, but That's I feel awesome. like I feel Neil's like, great guy. Yeah, he's Neil's, great. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. awesome. One of the smartest guys I know. But I feel like he always tells me there's this whole community out there where you guys are like really tight knit and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've all, you know, most of us are born and raised in Malibu, and a lot of us have stuck around. So yeah, when you're in the water, everybody knows each other. That's cool. Larry's uh, Larry's a beast. He is, right, yeah. He's out there. Just he has a wave pool or something, right? Like up north, that's like some crazy like. Wave, I don't know, but he does these. He does these killer uh, XPT. He has this thing called XPT, and it's just, he does these killer workouts in the pool with <laughs> using weights and stuff. And Amazing. I see Neil. Oh, right. there oh yeah. He, yeah, you have to go down and pick up the weights. And, yeah, the, it's all right, types yeah. of breath and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fitness, but it's great. That's cool. Well, we are here to talk about music. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the band's been together for how long? About a year, like well, fifteen yeah. months or so. Cool. And um, just because I come from music too, and I saw that you had like rolling drums in there and whatnot, was it? Did it come out of the fact that half you guys are like producers? And I know you actually did. Taryn was on the show last week, and I know you just did her song too, Savvy, right? Yes, sir. Um, so with, how did it come about? You guys were Brody. You've been playing keyboards for a while. I watched the video, so it's trying I to- actually, uh, yeah, but I mean, I've dabbled in all types of instruments. Uh, grew up in a musical background family. Oh, that's right. Played, we were going to talk about that. Your, yeah, your dad David. And, um, David yeah. So just always yeah. been around music, songwriting, things like that. Played drums for most of my younger life. Was in a band called Face Humper that actually Adam Face was, Humper. Yeah, Face Humper. Was, uh, <laughs> dude, we were we were we were killing it. It's a hell of a hat. It might have we been were, the name. We're not yeah. really sure. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, we, we we had a we actually had a residency at the Viper Room for oh, cool. a while. We used to open for metal school and. and you, uh, by the way, weird thing. I used to be in that band. Really? Yes. No way. Ago. But we were called Boogie Nights back in the day, wow. and it was like an all disco band. Before it became metal school, which is now a Steel Panther. Yeah. And yep. I played with those guys back in the day. Oh, that's, that's um, so, so cool. Yeah, man. So weird. Yeah, everyone's like one degree of separation. Yeah. Um, but so, so Face Humper, did you, besides the resident, was that like a, <laughs> yeah. I feel weird even saying that, but yeah. um, did We're you guys, about bringing it back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, was Harry Morton at any of those shows? Because he actually had something to do with the Viper Room for a while. Uh, you know, I never really saw Harry uh, at any of the shows, but no, we did. Every Tuesday night, we were playing there. And uh, was no, it covers or was it like original? No, we had our own. We were, we were it was like, like Tenacious D vibes, okay. you know. It Comedy was, rock. It was awesome. Okay. Yeah, there was there was an element of like Rolling Stones meets Tenacious D meets yeah. So yeah. It, it was so almost like comedy rock because yeah. Tenacious D is. I mean, we were we were we were being very serious. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might, might have come across. Like the, that. No, the lyrical content. <laughs> yeah. The lyrical content was outrageous. Yeah, it was pretty. But cool. it was great. It was fun times. And then I know. Um, I mean, we all just come from playing music and different instruments and making all kinds of music. I mean, from pop to heavy metal to um, death polka. I like that. So, so just to be, I don't know death polka, but it's, but, a, uh, it's an emerging, it's, it's an emerging genre. genre. It, it really is. Right. Um, but just cause I was watching the video earlier and I was like, so Adam, you sing and play drums and Brody play keyboards. I know you guys switch. We switch. Instruments. Yeah, we, switch. we all play. Yeah. But tell me how that works. Cause I've never seen a band like where you guys switch in, except maybe the Foo Fighters every now and then there's yeah. a little bit of that, but we'll basically switch off on, you know, each song, like we'll rehearse each song and then on different songs we'll switch off on different instruments truth like is Lauren I did ask if you were Australian because you sound like the whole um, reason is yeah. me yeah. <laughs> right. okay so you switch off depending on the song yeah, pretty well, much yeah cool. the interesting thing about 
coming at this kind of music with a live band um, setup is, you know, in a rock band, you know, there's guitar, bass, drums, and vocals in every song. Well, the sound sources and textures and even drum sounds change from track to track. Right. So yeah. every time a track sw- switches over, you have to approach it in a completely different light and a completely different energy, which is, um, you know, it's time-consuming to map out, but it's also, um, you know, it's exciting to approach that type of music in that type of way because it's rarely been done um, to a level that we believe it can be accomplished. Yeah, not in this genre either. I mean, we're taking essentially what uh, you're seeing like from Odessa or Rufus Dussol, but we're applying it to a genre that is a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say bass heavy, but there's no DJs. Like, DJs are basically bringing in uh, other people to play instruments on stage with them or someone comes and sings the song. And this concept is kind of to break all boundaries of what's existed in this style of music that we, we grew up going to concerts, seeing bands in the 90s. And yeah, the Rubens guys are cool. They were just here the other day, too. They are Australian. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, then, then, so you don't use any acoustic drums, or is there acoustic? No, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we're, we're actually playing our first live show. Uh, on August sixteenth, mm. and I yeah, and we're uh, incorporating some some other musicians as well in certain parts of it to really build it out because um, cool. we're coming at it like we just want to melt people's faces. Well, after the at Brody's first band, yeah, you know, yeah. face oh, yeah. melt could be yeah. a good name of it. And I actually, <laughs> I, uh, I actually want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out right now to this kid, uh, Dylan Taylor Drums. So if you listen and go. Go on to Dylan Taylor Drums on Instagram and He's check him insane. out. He's going to be accompanying us uh, at our live show as well, and he is an. Is he ap- the drummer? Yeah, he, you would appreciate you awesome. being a drummer. Yeah, yeah. This look, I grew. I'll say this: I grew up being a professional drummer. That was my first instrument, and I poured my life into it. I mean, the reason you can see my veins through my skin and I'm so pale <laughs> is because you're the one guy that's not yeah, at the beach. That yeah, I know. locked myself <laughs> in my room. So I like when somebody says like, "Oh, I'm a drummer." Like I watch you like a hawk. Like I can't wait. I'm a loving person, but I just can't wait to hate you. That's amazing. <laughs> so I can't wait to pick you apart and be like, "No." Yeah. And uh when I stumbled across uh, Dylan and his Instagram page, it just like my jaw hit the floor and I was like, you know, my inspiration for playing drums originally was Animal from the Muppets. I love that. I was like, yeah, I'm like, are you telling me I can just break stuff and maybe get girls? This is, I'm into this. (laughs) But Brody, you grew up around like pop music with your stepdad, David Foster, right? Uh, Yeah, I did. And what was, was what were you into like uh, band wise? Was it DJs too? Or was it? Oh, when I was growing up, man, I loved like, uh, let's say gutter mouth, AFI. I was big into the punk rock. Cool. Uh, I love that. Um, also, rock and roll as well. Just uh, you know, Leonard Skinner, big fan of them. Um, yeah, because this band has a little bit of like alternative rock meets well, the sure. EDM thing. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, right? Nine Inch Nails, yeah. big influence there. Cool. Um, That's probably yeah. the best concert I've ever seen in my life. That's Nine Inch Nails. Uh, yeah, I think one it's, of mine I, as I well. I went to like four nights. They played the Palladium recently. You went to that? I went four oh, nights so in a row. People were like, "What are you go doing so. going every <laughs> night?" But they're so great live. They're amazing. Oh, um, I wish I would have gone to that. Yeah, they're they're amazing. So. And then the new song, actually, Bad Decisions, we should talk about that because that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons you guys are here. Um, and Brody, I saw you did this video where you were like in the bathtub using a hairdryer, <laughs> toasting the bread. Um, oh, you saw that? Who came, up, who came up with that idea? Was that you? Or did that? I accidentally put that on Instagram? <laughs> that, that was up there. Yeah. Uh, that was Adam and Brody. Was that, 
Uh, yeah, Adam and yeah, Adam and I. We just wanted to come and you know, instead of just going out there and say, "Hey, go check out our song," we wanted to come up with something clever and different and funny and make people laugh and make people you know share it and things like that. That's yeah. how we came up with that. And that, then you posted another video that was like a scene out of Ridiculousness, that show on MTV where everyone does stupid things. And, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can see my arm right here. It's a product of a <laughs> right. bunch of stupid stuff, I guess. Uh, what, what? Actually, it's pretty funny. What are the worst decisions you guys have ever made? I, th- I can probably think of oh, mine, but it's God. this show is about let's you guys. At, let's so. start at Lauren. Let's Start Lauren. No, no, let's go with Brody. I mean, Brody, like, every can... decision I make is, is a bad decision. Uh, I watched an interview with God. you the other day where you were talking that you had the sex show, like, it was on for a couple of Oh, sex of, with Brody. Sex yeah, with Brody, yeah. right. And you were talking about this specific thing that I don't know if I should mention, but you go can ahead. Yeah, go it. ahead. It was, what was it? It was like oh, how you got it. I don't know. It's like multiple girls. It was a thing. So, I, you know, the, oh, that was a great yeah, decision. Right, so, that, was, <laughs> the, that was a great decision. But uh, the, no. the worst decisions, I guess, bad decisions, right? That's what the song is about. So, yeah, what are your guys' worst decisions? Uh, I don't know. Well, let's, well, let's see. Uh, I, I wrote it while I was actually, where I started the riff when I was actually in rehab. I literally spent the uh, the summer in a treatment facility. Oh, okay. Well, that was uh, yeah, get my noggin wrench on. Let's just yeah. say my best thinking got me there. Uh, <laughs> what, what about you guys? Like Lauren and Sabi. I uh, got kicked out of college freshman year because I didn't go to class. Wow. Yeah. Right, but I got that. back in, so I technically didn't get kicked out. But I had to go to summer school and get all A's and carry it. It was like a nightmare. But uh, yeah, that was, it was a learning lesson for sure. <laughs> and I feel like, Lauren, you didn't make any bad decisions. Or did no, he you? didn't. I, joining this band. I'm running out of things know. to think of. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. <laughs> Starting a band in my 30s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Brody, because it's yeah. funny. So you've done, obviously, you got the, the Hills reboot coming up. Yeah. Um, um, and so why music now, right? Because obviously you've done a lot of things in your life. You've done TV, you've done fashion. I didn't know that you modeled for a while, which is cool. I yeah. did my research. Back, and see back you in the day. Back in the yeah, day, yeah, which yeah. is cool. Back in the day. Um, yeah, so tell me, like, why music now? Like, how uh, did you guys decide to do this? Like, what was the impetus for it? Honestly, like, music has always been a part of my life, as you know. Um, grew up in a musical background, played the drums, loved it. When The Hills first started, I moved out to Hollywood and pretty much it consume my life you know television once that was going it completely consumed my life so uh music took a back seat for a few years about five or six years and then i was doing a lot of club appearances and i have a lot of dj friends dj vice and dj five and eric deluxe and all these guys politic and i uh dj savvy cj savvy yeah, yeah that guy that guy too yeah, about but, DJ Sabi, yeah. but i was doing a lot of club appearances and i just i really wanted to be doing something if i was doing these clubs, i wanted to learn actually how to dj and get up there and do it and so I had DJ Vice send me all the equipment I should get and everything. And then once it got there, literally, I was just like, what, what do I was just like, what do I do with all yeah. this? I had no idea what I was doing. You bought the equipment. What and do then, I do with this? you know, yeah, exactly. And treated it like an instrument, you know, locked myself in the studio for hours and hours and hours and uh, and just try to learn the proper way and did it and had a lot of fun, fell in love with it. Uh, and just started doing that, DJing a lot, and then getting in the studio with Adam, like we've always done since we were little kids. Little um, Getting him and just making coming back home to Adam and saying, look, check this out, this new song. I want you to hear what's going on in the clubs. And what's and then we just started kind of recreating that and making our own music. And yeah. So do you have a full out. album coming out? I don't even know if the word, is there an album? People use the word yeah, album. I, I, want yeah. to, I want to elaborate on that real quick because I, I think the story is kind of interesting. Um, Brody and I both being DJs like in the LA circuit and then touring the country and uh, talking a lot about the grind and like the traveling and the wear and tear and what, you know, what could be next? Uh, we were at dinner last year and just casually talking about 
you know, where we would hope that it could go for us. And I had this idea for this project. I just had a name and like a concept. And he was like, that's so crazy that you say that because my boy Adam and I have been fucking with, or sorry, I don't know if I can say that. But uh, hey, it's, you did. You know, it is <laughs> internet radio, say whatever. He said, my boy Adam and I have been messing with a similar, a similar kind of vibe. And I was like, well, what does Adam do? Because I'd never met Adam. And he's like, he sings, he toured the whole world, like played with Korn, uh, he songwrites and he plays every instrument. And I'm like, can I hear him sing? He like played me this little thing on Adam's Instagram. And like in two seconds, I was like, wait, this dude can ah, sing dude. like this? He's like, yeah, he's, he's like a boss. And I'm like, dude, call him tomorrow, see if he, he'd be interested, because this could be the project. <laughs> and he like left the restaurant, he called me right away. He's like, I talked to Adam, he's in. And I was like, okay, well, I got this guy, Lauren, that I work with, because Lauren mixes uh, a lot of my records. Lauren's the quiet guy in the band. The, the yeah. geniuses always are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lauren actually kind of almost passed on it initially, because he's so busy with a lot of his, his, his own stuff. I was like, dude, before you pass, please just come to my place, meet everybody, listen to Adam, like, and if you're not into it afterwards, all good. And so that day, I remember, like, when we were playing one of Adam's songs, he's in the corner just shaking his head. I was like, why are you shaking your head? He's like, I can't believe I almost passed on this, mate. Like, <laughs> and then for, for me, I never met Lauren before, and I wasn't really clear, like, who people were, but when he walked in, was, and he's, like, all tall and, like, English and, like, sexy, and then he talked, I'm like, yeah, we need him. I don't even know what he, I don't even know what he does. He doesn't play. Just, he can yeah, play yeah. tambourine. Just come here, buddy. <laughs> come on over here. But well, it, we, it truly was an organic joining of, of, of two different projects to make this one kind of super group. That's awesome. And to answer your question, yes. I mean, I don't know if we're going to do an album yet or not, but we have a lot of singles yeah. that we've been making. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is Lips LA. We're back, guys. <laughs> do you guys believe in, you know, releasing records these days versus songs, singles, EPs? Do you think it matters if it's a full length versus just singles? You definitely have to have a following for an album. I yeah. think it's... Well, I mean, that, yeah, but yeah. I mean, in terms of the strategy, do you think that it's okay? Because I know... For instance, Cardi B, she released, you know, many singles before the full length came out and it worked really well for her. So yeah. in terms of like the strategy for the band, do you think it's you think you guys will release just singles and an EP before a full length or do you have, do you have a strategy there? Singles, 100 yeah. percent. Singles, yeah. yeah. Singles but but yes, eventually an EP and then album down the road. But I don't think we're thinking about an album yet, per se. Cool. As much as we're just trying to kind of create our own story right now. Awesome. And you have gigs coming up, too, which is exciting, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Where are you guys playing coming up? August 16th, we're playing at 1720 Warehouse in downtown Los Angeles. Awesome. Los Angeles, cool California. Uh, is that an all ages thing? I don't know yet if we just, is it? Is it? It's an 18, 18 it's okay. an 18 and up thing. Because we'll we're, we'll we'll we're doing adult things there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Um, what venue is that? 1720 Warehouse. Cool. Very cool. That's the, that's the name of the venue. Sick, Very cool. sick, sick venue. Um, awesome, guys. So, yeah. So, talk about a little bit about sort of, um, you know, the, the style of music you guys are playing because there is, on the video that I saw, obviously, there's rolling drums, there's a lot of keyboards, there's, there's a DJ, you know. So, it's sort of like if you guys had to uh, pick a band to tour with, would you say Rufus the Soul would be a band that you guys would want to tour with? Uh, you know, I think the interesting thing about what we do is it kind of could live in a multitude of different places. Like we could go out with a band like that. We could open up for, or we could tour with the Blink 182. Blink 182. We could play with a cool up and coming DJ like whipped cream or Skrillex. I mean, we don't necessarily sit back and when we write music and create, we don't create from a place of like, okay, well, who are we targeting with this? And, um, you know, who are we trying to reach? We kind of just create from a place of taking the things that we love about music and interpreting them in a way that's truly original. So, 
my whole life, the biggest compliment I could ever get with writing music is when it's you, I can tell it's you. When your song is playing, I can instantaneously recognize it. Yeah. You know, I come from playing in the heavy metal world. I was in a band and I toured with a lot of heavy metal bands. And I mean, it got to a point. Um, the reason I kind of moved away from that is one, I hit 30 and I just wasn't that angry anymore. Like, what are you going to sing about? Like my car insurance quote really sucks. You know, it doesn't. But um, I remember I was walking. You could start around. a new genre like reality, <laughs> reality metal or something. Yeah, so I was uh, I was walking around this festival, and I just remember listening to one of the thirty bands that was on that day, and I was like, if you put a gun to my head and asked me who was on stage for the life of me, I couldn't tell you. And there's, I'm not dogging metal. There's in every genre of music, there's people who you can instantly recognize. Like the second I hear Slipknot, it's, right. it's Slipknot yeah, um, yeah. or Sublime or any of these bands. So I think. You know, our approach is just to cultivate our own identity and not really concern ourselves too much with which box we fall into. <laughs> Holding back on the joke that just popped into my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know, Brody, you have the, the Hills reboot. Yeah. You guys all have other projects you've been doing the last couple of years, too. So I kind of want to just talk about that for a moment because I think it's cool to hear you guys' backgrounds. So the Hills reboot is coming up, too, right? Yeah. The yeah. truth be told, I watched the, re, the uh, recap. Uh, this morning, just because oh, did. I didn't, I don't remember the last nice. ten years of what happened with Teen Vogue <laughs> and the whole thing. Nice. And I know you, another weird thing, which I'm sure you won't know, but um, I was actually on the city for a while, which was really? the spinoff of the Hills. Yeah, so of course, Aaron, you know, quote unquote, worked for me on the show Whitney's Best Friend. Yep, she yep. didn't really ever come to my office, but she city was that was that the one in New York? That was the one in New York. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I say worked for me in quotes because right, right, right. She actually never came to my office. Yeah. But um <laughs> but that was the idea. She yeah. worked for me. So yeah, that's funny. It's a weird connect. We have it's like one degree of separation. Here I know, today. right? But, Seriously. Um, but tell me about it. So it's coming up, right? We might as well talk about it because yeah, it's it's, a big uh, thing in your life. it's coming up. Yeah, I don't know the exact I'm so bad with that stuff. The exact area but soon, it's coming right? up. Yeah, we're going to New York next week. We're doing a bunch of press. Um so all the original cast? Yeah, most of them. Lauren is not on it. Is not on it, and Kristen Cavalier are not back. But, okay. Um, so who is it? So it's Spencer. It's me, on it? Justin, Bobby, Spencer, Heidi, Adrena, Whitney. Oh. Um, oh, so it's like mo- half or yeah, mm-hmm. half. Jason Waller, his wife, oh. um, Ashley. Uh, yeah. So there's a there's a bunch of us coming back. It's been fun. It's a little different this time around. It's a different production company. So there were some elements of it that were kind of could be uncomfortable i can yeah. say it's it, it was uh it was wild it was a little different this time around but ultimately it was uh it was a good experience there's nothing like real about reality tv though if you really think about it yeah it's well they <laughs> got to have a shooting schedule right, right? you know right. what i mean it's, like, they, it's not like they're it's just they're really following yeah. you around every bit of your daily life they have to you know they have a whole production team yeah. behind the scenes that need to get stuff done and yeah. certain i mean it's sort of real but i remember they were like can you do that argument again i was like what do you mean it was like a on the fly thing like, right yeah sure we'll recreate that right if they didn't so, catch yeah, the yeah. right shot but yeah, i mean yeah, so yeah. technically you did have the argument they right. just needed you to do it again <laughs> right. you know? uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you enjoy doing that? Did you? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, took a little bit getting used to it, the different style of shooting. Cause this time around we have a, you know, we do interviews. So um, that took a little bit. It was just a, a different style of shooting, different production company. Uh, and it just took some time to get used to it. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a learning experience for sure. Cool. It was cool. Bigger yeah. trailers now, the shows. Yeah. Back. No, I know MTV is really excited to have it back. We're excited. We're, we're excited to see what happens with it and, uh, and go from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's kind of go down the, the line here. So before, I know you had a metal band, right, Adam? Yeah, I was in a, uh, grew up my whole life doing music, and uh, I was in a band called 
I hated our band name. I was in a band called Two Cents. It couldn't have been I, as bad as Brody's <laughs> band name. <laughs> <laughs> our yeah, band name was awesome. What are you talking? Yeah. So yeah, I was in a I was in a band called Two Cents for many years, and um, that provided me. I'm rich in memories. Cool. That's and it. memories alone. Did you guys? <laughs> no money, but memories. Yeah, so. but uh, his liver is no. really excited. He's out of that band. So I uh, <laughs> no, it was cra- it was a beautiful experience. You know, I spent my twenties living in a tour bus with some of my best friends, and I got to open for some of my heroes like Rise Against and Rob Zombie oh, cool. and Corn. And um, yeah, then I you know got out of. Funny enough, you know, I don't even know if I'd be playing music still if it wasn't for Brody because I came off of the road. And I started this gaming company where we make just this insanely offensive board game that was started doing pretty good. And I got... Is that Cards Against Humanity? No, it's funny. It's actually the Pictionary and Charades version of it. It's called Draw What? And um, we kind of made it as a joke and it wound up just selling like crazy. So we turned it into a little company and I was like kind of happy with that and had kind of like, you know, had kind of never stopped playing music, but kind of moved away from doing it in any type of professional level and... um, Brody just got in my ear and he just kept playing me music and just talking me up and was like, man, I just really think like, you know, you would be killing at this type of stuff. And sure enough, I mean, I just started listening to him and, uh, you know, I honestly wouldn't be, you know, where I am today had he not like encouraged me and pushed me back. <laughs> By the way, the road is always, <laughs> I think people don't really know the road isn't always fun. You have like 23 hours to kill. You're eating like Cheetos. Yeah. You're sleeping in a two by four or like, yeah. so are you guys all like into doing that whole thing? Do you want to go on the road? Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I have cool. no, I have no problem touring anymore. I mean, sleeping it was in a, a van. Yeah, right? it was a, no sleeping in a van, bro. You know, pack that in a suitcase. That is never happening. I, I put in my time in a van in a suburban and in a hollowed out ambulance and all of those things. Uh, but no, it was, it was a blast. I mean, honestly, like getting to interact, the big best part about it is you get to live the 45 minutes or an hour you're on stage a night. Yeah. It's a bunch of work and tedious waiting and unglamorous, boring stuff goes into just live for that 45 minutes a night. And then you get to get off stage and you get to interview. I mean, you get to talk to these kids who come out and they sing your lyrics. And I mean, I have kids across the country have my lyrics tattooed across their chest. Awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a powerful thing. So that's, that makes it worth the sacrifice and worth the traveling. And, um, and this is, this is your first gig that you have coming up, right? Or have first you, gig with first the gig. project. Okay, cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Savvy and Lauren talk about your, cause you guys are both producer DJs, producers too. Right. And, and Sabi, you did Tara Manning, we spoke about. Who else did you produce? Uh, I did a song with B.B. Rexa and Havana Brown. I did cool. a song with Nervo. I did a song with Dash Berlin, Bob Marley's daughter. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've been in music my whole life. I played instruments since I was a kid. I was in bands in high school. Uh, I was managing clubs here in L.A. when Steve Aoki was playing hip-hop, and that's kind of how I got inspired to start DJing. Steve Aoki, one of my clients. Uh, yeah. Right. Shout out to Steve Aoki. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, after DJing, like, for so many years, it just wasn't a... I find, like, grinding it out in clubs is not super fulfilling anymore. And I still had so much love for music. And what's really cool about this project is I truly believe, like, we were supposed to be here doing this because it happened so organically and just the entire journey that we've had. We have a whole, like, life story, and we haven't even yeah. played a single show yet. So awesome. uh, we're very excited for people to see what we've been working on. Definitely. And, Lauren, do you... Because uh, I know you had a very successful career producing too so who else were you working with producer wise yeah um well right now i'm producing for a lot of upcoming artists like uh skylar stecker um indiana marsara a lot in the pop world cool 
um, and Austin Mahone. Oh yeah. So nice. yeah, Adam didn't great. even care if you did anything; he just wanted you in the band. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, you people at home can't see him, but <laughs> Google him. No, you'll see the picture; it'll be on Instagram. <laughs> That's funny. And the world of Oz, what's that all about? Talk about that for a moment. I saw we had this killer idea, and I just really, really connected with it right away. Like, you know, gr- you know, gr- I don't know, growing up in my life, and I think I can speak to everyone else, is like, you know, my first love, my first best friend was music. Because no matter what was happening in your life, whether it was good or bad or sad, you could put on a record that spoke to you, and it made you realize that somebody out there got you, and it transported you to this completely other place that was separate from just the physical body that you were in. And, um, you know, when Savi had this genius concept about it, it just made so much sense. And in The Wizard of Oz, too, that place you get transported to, a lot of times you're you're in this very black and white, two-dimensional place, and you can put on a song, and you feel like you can see color for the first time, and everything has dimension, and everything has depth to it. And, you know, trying to create and cultivate that experience... um, it's something we take seriously, and it's something that I think is a lot of fun. It's a it's a ambitious endeavor to try to make that happen for other people. Because at the end of the day, you're not really necessarily writing a song. You're trying to create an experience for somebody. No question. No question. Amen. The world of Oz. I love that. Ow! And the video? Let's talk about the video for a second. Whose idea was the video? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not, talking, not the bathtub one with Brody. <laughs> no, no. Videos. The video. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take this one, too. I'm yeah. hogging the mic. Anyway, um, so the video was a multi-tiered endeavor because our first shoot, uh, we had the sequence of events. We rented this Airbnb, which I am probably banned for for life now. Can never rent an Airbnb again. <laughs> you destroyed it. Yeah, rented an Airbnb in Beverly Hills. And we just wanted to have this, like, although it was in Beverly Hills, the Airbnb we rented was very suburban vibe. And we just wanted to do, like, a natural live performance party scene. We threw a good... Party. Yeah, we threw a great party, and <laughs> but we just wanted to have that be the hub of the video and then tell these little vignettes throughout the course of the video with these little side storyline we had. One of them being uh, our friend Tom jumping off the roof into the pool, which we foolishly... Yeah, all bad, bad decisions. decisions. Yeah, we foolishly tackled that endeavor on the first night, or, or, or early in the night, and he landed in the pool. The splash went insanely far and hit the camera and broke the camera. As we, as we say that, I'm, I'm pulling up a video of me at Steve Aoki's house because he has the same pool set up and he tried to get me to oh, jump that, yeah, off his roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, there's no fucking way that I'm jumping off <laughs> your roof. Yeah. And so you'll see in a minute. Well, I didn't do it, but my friend Will did it because I just was like, there's no way. It looks a lot. It doesn't look like that high when you're looking at on Instagram, but it's really high. You should tell him this the playoff yeah. song. Yeah, well, so that's his. I don't know if you could see that, but it seems like no, the it's same far. Kind of, it's, it's far. Yeah, it's pretty far. So I wouldn't do it. So, I, I, yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of like what it was like, and, and it doesn't like it's kind of a few stories up, but anyway, similar story. So, yeah, um, so that, that he jumped off, he broke the camera, and we wound up having to abandon a lot of those shots. So, then, um, you know, we started brainstorming again, all of us together, where what could something cool be? And then we, you know, talked about a lot of when you're making a bad decision, you're pretty much just burying yourself alive in one way or another. And we had these idea to dig these graves and do these scene where we're like burying ourselves alive in Another the grave. Another bad decision. Well, yeah. Well, well here, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I foolishly thought I could just. We're, we Brody lives in the <laughs> Brody lives in the hills of Malibu. I foolishly thought I could just grab a shovel, head out there and dig dig four dig like, four graves. I'm dig, like, in, I don't, in, you in ever dig, yeah. You ever dug a grave before? It's yeah. not that easy. So it's like pure rock. I, I worked for 45 <laughs> minutes and got a fraction of a centimeter, uh, but. 
uh, you know, about the universe. Yeah. About about all the connections of the universe. Uh, Brody, Brody's home escaped being destroyed by mere meters by the the Woolsey fire. Wow. And it actually the Woolsey fire actually came up and it took his uh, outer shed and garage uh, burnt down off his property. But by oh, the grace of God, it it missed his home. And did Burn. you stay there at the last minute, Brody? Oh, you yes. There, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were there like with the hose and stuff. I was Literally. there. Yeah, pretty much with the garden hose, just me by myself. Uh, yeah, and you know, I've been through a lot of fires in Malibu. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's something pretty it's, devastating. It's devastating. Yeah. It's terrifying. But you know, one of those things is I was noticing in the beginning that I guess the fire, I guess the uh, fire chief said to the the main focus was to save lives. Yeah. And so they were letting kind of structures burn just to make sure they got everybody out. Obviously sure, that sure. was their priority. So I saw a lot of homes that actually went up because there were no firefighters around the homes. They were more focused on getting people out. So, but you didn't uh, you didn't want to leave town when you knew this. Yeah, was going well, like because because a lot of times you know once the fire moves through, you get a lot of these spot fires around the house, and that ends up being what will end up burning your house down. Is all these little spot fires that are not yeah. tended to. Yeah. So I just wanted to stick around and tend to those. Unfortunately, I did wasn't. you get nervous at some point that it was getting so close to you? Or the you only know? thing that I was nervous about was just being by myself, you know, right, not yeah. having anybody around because mm-hmm. the smoke at one point did get to a point where I could not even breathe at all, and that was at the time when I figured it was time to get out of there. I'm so, so nervous in life. I don't think there's any way I would have stayed. I would have gotten yeah. out of there like two weeks before or something. Yeah, my wife was out of there in about five minutes when she yeah. saw the smoke when it was still yeah, over the hill. Uh, and he, he's a beast. He's, he stayed behind, and that's the well, reason. Yeah, and you just want to also, do, you know, I live in a canyon with a bunch of neighbors that I know up the canyon. Stuff, so you want to go up there and check on them, make sure. Uh, but I saw, I mean, there were some just such brave that people. There were some, like, 70-year-old men up there just with a fire hose with Crazy. flames all around them, propane tanks next to them, just trying to save their house. It was incredible to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the Chili Peppers and Beck and a bunch of guys did a benefit at the Palladium I went to. That was, yeah, that's awesome. that was a great thing. They raised some money for that, so that was cool. Yeah. And your brother plays music too, Brandon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oddly enough, when I was researching, this because as you guys can tell i did a lot of research um <laughs> i stumbled upon his video and my friend Margot is in that video so it's so oh, is, oh is she yeah. the actress in yeah, that she's the actress oh she's, she's yeah, so i don't know how many connections we have but That's um awesome. yeah it's really funny so your brother does more like singer songwriter stuff yes he does were you guys ever, did you guys musician. ever in a band together growing up when we were really young i think it was called like night vision or something we've, all, <laughs> yeah. we've, always, we've always had little projects i mean we, you know we had a studio in our house growing up and we were kids and so we'd always get in there and have a band for a couple of weeks and then the band would break up <laughs> for, yeah. for god knows what reason but uh no we'd always do music actually what's really funny is back when we were really really young like 14 years old we used to have these kind of i guess rave parties at our house literally Ooh, yeah literally that these guys took me to literally, my first rave when i was 15 years amazing. old literally adam. playing the mortal Kombat soundtrack <laughs> well, brandon, brandon and adam would actually make the entire soundtrack on this keyboard that they had and they would make and then invite a bunch of people over and uh and yeah we used to have these little rave parties so well really quick i, I don't want to get sidetracked but yeah, yeah. The, my whole the, life is sidetracked for the story of the video so <laughs> so the the week that we for his structure stayed burnt down for like two months with nothing happening. And then the very three days we were talking about building these graves, these, the construction crew showed up with a backhoe to clean out all the debris. And then we were like sitting next behind this construction guy and we're like, we should ask him if he'll dig the graves for us. And and he literally turned around and goes, Hey man, you should probably use a different word. I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that. We're like, no, dude, it's a... Oh, really? No, yeah. He's for like, no, it's for, it's for a music video. So, uh, yeah. So we actually wound up uh, getting these beautiful graves dug in a course of five minutes. And yeah. then, um, you know, but it, it was so weird that it wound up being that week that it got pushed back two different yeah. times and that, like, day that we were having this conversation and they were in the uh, thing. So we dug some graves and then we just 
shot some cool uh, trippy stuff. That's awesome. Speaking of Malibu, do you know Neil Strauss? I do know Neil. Yeah, yeah so no, Neil, I, I, so I go up and uh, tra- like train up at Laird's with him. Yeah, yeah, so you know that he's like almost like solved the murder. Insane. He has this podcast called "To Live and Die in L.A." He was on the show the other day, and and uh, I play drums with Courtney Love, and him and Courtney are yeah. very very good friends. That's awesome. So, um, but Neil kind of runs through this whole story where this guy was like digging a grave, and he basically solved a murder. And if you know Neil, he's not like a seven foot tall, like big, you know, he's like yep. pretty, you know, he's a smaller guy. So um, pretty amazing. So He's I, the story is crazy. So I just thought about that story when you were talking about uh, digging graves for your video. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We'll be right back. This is Lips LA. We are back. So you guys have yeah. a, there's another event coming up. The Mayfair. Well, yeah. When are we? Uh, yeah, we had it. Yeah, yeah we yeah. already had. We just had the event. And what was it? Just it was a record release party. Just cool. For, awesome. for, yeah, bad decisions over at the Mayfair Hotel in downtown. Oh, that's right. right. I saw that. Right. Yeah, right. it was uh, a lot of fun. We uh, yeah we filmed for the show there and. Invited a bunch of our friends out and had a, had a good time. So is the band featured on the hills? Uh, you know what's interesting is we're doing some pickup shoots now, and uh, we've been filming some more stuff with the band. Um, so it'll be featured, I think, yeah, a little bit. They did film the other day at the party, so yeah, here and there for sure. That's cool. You guys, uh, you guys. So you you two live in Malibu. The other two, what's it like growing up in Malibu? By the way, is it very? Because I always envision yeah. it being very like chill. No one really works there. Everyone just hangs out. <laughs> no. What, what's it like? I don't no, know. There I, is a, I, I want to live there, but I feel I'll like I can't. I don't know. <laughs> there is a massive misconception that Malibu is only filled with elite rich people, and that could not be further from the truth. There's there a few wealthy people. Yeah, oh, absolutely. A lot, a lot of the wealthy home. people, honestly, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a lot of vacation homes. In yeah, a lot yeah. of vacation yeah. homes, but a lot of our friends are carpenters and electricians who are third generation there. But don't get me wrong. There is insane. Movie producers. There is insane <laughs> wealth in Malibu. I moved out from a small town in Florida, a town you could like hold your breath and drive through. Yeah, how'd you end up there? And uh, my, well, funny enough, my family moved to Malibu after the 94 fires and they were able to get this uh, home in this community. It was one of the last homes standing for a very reasonable price. So I moved from a little little kid in Florida, little Brevard County, Florida, shout out, um, <laughs> to Malibu. And uh, I didn't understand, like in, in where I lived in Florida, if you had a two-story house, you were like rich. People were like, y'all got stairs? No way. <laughs> y'all got stairs? <laughs> I moved out we snuck I, I never forget this as long as i live i figured out how much money people have out there i snuck out me and my buddy we snuck out to meet these two girls on the beach we were 14 years old at like the sycamore beach club and we're hanging out after night and we're doing stuff we shouldn't be doing because we snuck out and we're on this little lip beach area and this uh helicopter passes us stops comes back and just starts hovering and the girl gets up she goes oh shit it's my dad i gotta go (laughs) i was like what and she turned around and ran down the beach and the helicopter just turned and started following her i was like that is money like could you imagine like honey jody's not in her room to the helicopter (laughs) that's a whole other level that's a whole other yeah yeah I mean, I want to ask you guys what it was like growing up in Glendale, but it's probably different. I don't know. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Lauren, I want to know, ask Lauren, where did you grow up, Lauren? I grew up in High Wycombe, England. Hi- High so, Wycombe? Yeah. I never even heard of that place. Yeah, it's really, really small town in England. Um, nothing like Malibu at all. Um, I'm an Anglophile, so it's a, just, bring, you know, I love all things British. So it's, Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so I, I Wycombe is just a small town. Just think of... Think of like the South um, South America and like Texas or something, but in England. Cool. You know? he, actually, the first time I asked Lauren where he was from, though, you you said Texas, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I lived I lived ten years in England in uh, in, Texas. in in Texas. Yeah, but you kept the accent, which is good. 
I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah. No? I, in high school, I hid my accent because I hated everyone coming up to me to say, can you say watermelon? And I'm like... <laughs> 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 what? I've never heard you do an American accent. Yeah, I did really well. Good, actually. I think it's because the hatred of people who come up to me to say, say this, say this. And I'm like, oh. By the way, the only thing I want in life is a British accent, so it's okay. Yeah, right. Right. Do you know what I mean, Lauren? Is that yeah. you? Oh, right. hey. Uh, it's not bad. Um, hey, man, thanks for coming on, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Check out Bad Decisions, Oz. Brody Jenner and the boys. Follow and, us uh, at Welcome to Oz on all social media. Welcome platforms. to Oz. Actually, you want to you want to give all your Instagrams individually or in the band and everything, the website. Uh, we oh. might as well plug everything, right? At everything sure. for us is at Brody is Jenner wel- at yeah. Welcome to Oz. Yep. Yeah. At all the individual at DJ Savi. DJ Savi. Adam. Lauren. At Thunder Down Under. <laughs> Lauren Moore official make sure you get the official at the end but, but definitely the band follow the band check yeah. out the music the music just came out check out the show because that's coming up very very soon uh, I definitely will see you guys out in Malibu or Glendale maybe I've never really been to Glendale but I might see you out there it's summertime we'll be yeah. out in Malibu but, uh, it's hot I'll, out there I'll definitely be in Malibu sure. and me, as, you know, me and Brody have 15 mutual friends I'm sure I'm going to run you welcome to the studio so, man yeah, Absolutely. definitely yeah. awesome guys thanks again I appreciate you thanks coming so on You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, yeah, yeah.